Hey everybody, it's Matt and Jess on the Radical Road. Welcome, welcome. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good morning, or afternoon. I don't even know what time it is. But just quick update. Um, so the last couple of weeks I've been in training. We started this whole radical road as a journey in a semi truck. And I've started with King Brothers Transport and had some training. And I've had my CDL for quite a while, but uh, I, this is kind of a new thing for me with the heavy machinery and stuff. So there's been a lot of a lot of uh, showing of how to secure equipment and these types of things because um, it's a little bit different. You got big machinery using chains and bindings and all these things. And, and you know, you got to keep this stuff secure because the last thing you want to do is dump a half a million dollar piece of equipment on the highway. So it's a little interesting. It's a little stressful because... There's a lot of responsibility in that, but nobody wants to see a beautiful green John Deere combine laying in the middle of the highway. Yeah, that would be bad. But and then, of course, you know, starting a new gig, there's things with paperwork and all this stuff. So that's kind of been my last two weeks on the radical road. What about you? What have you been up to? So I actually have been working with our team on the back end. Um, we are working on the content for the website. It's about ready to launch and also been uh, getting the driver's license situation all squared away because uh, then I can get my permit in case I decide I would like to help out and drive. Um, and... I don't know. Just working out, trying to get, <laughs> trying to work out. I mean, I got to get in a truck and ride in a truck for a while. So trying to get summer ready. Yeah. Summer ready. For the river, the lake, whatever. Yeah. Palm Springs, Palm Springs coming up. Summer bad. So this is new space for you though, isn't it? Like in a classic sense, I mean, you've worked your whole adult life and now you're kind of in this space right now where it's like, it's been a few weeks since you've actually did yeah. work, you know, Yeah. what we classically call work. Well, you know, I, I uh, went to the knees about this with God because this is, this has been difficult for me because I, you know, have been raised to work really hard. And so I have done that. I fall suit in that. And so when I have gone to God with that, he's like, I'm taking you through a resting period right now. I I want you to rest in me. And so, uh, you know, another piece of this that I've also been doing is just really digging into um, the Bible, digging into time with, uh, daily time with God and just prepping for the radical road, prepping for the radical situations and moments and people that we're going to come into contact with. So part of my resting is just prepping. Um, and mm -hmm. he's already given both of us, but me in particular, since you've been training, he's been giving me some divine appointments with just random people right. um, that I've been introduced to. So he already is using me here in yes. Iowa before we take off. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole, no, this is kind of like, um, uh, 
it's it's interesting how we haven't jumped in this truck yet. We've kind of thought, oh, everything's going to get stirred up once we get on the road. <clears throat> but as soon as we pull into town, like pretty much all these things have been happening. And it's kind of like, uh, let me show you what's going to happen out as there. you're here. Yeah. Matt's out doing his thing, doing training. But let me show you some of the things that are happening so you can get ready for it. So we're kind of getting ready in different ways, right? Exactly. But so that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, so when we started the show, like people kept asking us, you know, what's the show going to be about? What are you guys going to talk about? And I'm like, I don't, I'm not really sure yet. And I think the approach we've kind of taken is, okay, we're going to let God direct this. He's the one that wanted us to do this. Let's him let him direct what epi- topics, topics yeah. episodes, things as we go along. We'll just let it let it happen. We'll let him direct it. He's our director. Yes. <laughs> so we've been attending some churches since we've been here in Iowa. In between my training time and and just being here with family and stuff, and you know, God kind of told me last week, you know what to talk about. And if I go back a little ways, it's kind of interesting because this is something that's always been on my mind for a while is where are people getting their truth from? Like, it's kind of the main reason why I dug into Christianity and looked at who God was is because I was sitting there going, what's the baseline for truth? How do we know what's true? And more importantly, who are we listening to to get our truth? And I think that's important um, because you look at, I'm not even going to say the world. You start looking at the world. That's just so big. I don't even know how to tackle that. But, you know, you look at this country, the community, and, you know, people are using terms like, oh, we've never been so divided as a country. So I'm looking at this again going, well, where are people determining their truth, right? I don't know. We just kind of wanted to dive in, you know, what we think, what we believe in, and where we derive our truth from. Um, and just kind of look at some things that we've stumbled upon. Because, like, lately, you know, we've been posting some things on social media. We've been building a website. We've been doing different things. And we're kind of already getting some comments about some things. And I don't know, do you want to share the story about this woman? And Yeah, no problem. Uh, so um, there was a quote that was sent. You know, we all do that with social media. You'll go through um, your feed and people you follow or, um, you know, Instagram sites that you follow, people post quotes and you're like, Ooh, I like that one. So, um, you know, that speaks to me or, Ooh, I think that would speak to other people and you repost. And, um, you know, there was a quote, um, and this is going to get real, real, uh, real quick. And, um, because Matt and I are not the type to tiptoe around truth, but, um, you know, there was a a post about that the LGBTQ 
society um, can. It was about how they fight for what they believe in. Yeah, but the church cannot. Or the church hasn't the been. The church doesn't speak their truth. And it was just a good, valid point that. We're paraphrasing here. Yeah, totally paraphrasing. It's kind of irrelevant. But the point was, is it was our truth. Um, it's, and our truth is based off of the Bible. Um, purely biblical truth. And our theory on this is that you cannot make the Bible gray. The Bible is black and white. Well, some people can make it gray. But well, they try. They try to make it gray. They try to justify it to their life. But that's not accurate. I mean, that's why they say the Bible's constant. It's never changing. Yeah. Um, because we always need a solid rock to be held accountable. And the Bible's always been a solid rock. And so I think that's why... It's Matt and I's um, truth. It's what we follow. It's, you know, our guidelines. It's what our principles are based off of. But anyway, you repost this thing. This woman comes back, makes a comment. Yeah. Yeah, she said, um, wow, that was very harsh. And, and I said, and my response was, you know, I think so many times today, we want to just uh, bail. We want to just subside and to follow the sheep, right? Like we just want to go, you're right. It was harsh. I'm sorry. I don't want conflict. What not? Well, this is not the world we live in anymore. Like we cannot just keep following the sheep. Like we have to stand up for our values. And so at this point, my values are biblical and I'm not going to sway from that truth. So I said, um, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, here's why I stand on this. Here's why I stand on this truth. And here's where it's driven from. And, um, you know, I just said, you're not going to change my mind on this. It's based um, on the Bible. It's, it's biblical values for me. So I'm not going to sway my truth in this. And so I stood my ground on it. And I think that's what we need to do. Um, you know, when it's our truth, um, and it's, it's based off solid principles. Um, we can't just be, be people we're not anymore. We can't just follow suit. Yeah. You make a good point there. I have some questions, but I just want to like follow up on this whole, uh, interaction with this woman because you came to me and told me told me about what she said and you know one of the last lines in it was um you know that's harsh but she went on to say something along the lines of you're not being very open-minded or something to that effect yes and i'm like you know i get what people are saying when they're like oh you should be open-minded to things and all this and and my response was, well, you're not being very open-minded about my open-mindedness. <laughs> like, I believe something too. How come you're not being open-minded to what I'm believing in? You're just going to shut my thought down. And, 
you know, that's kind of what steamrolled this whole topic for me anyway, was because, you know, she made that comment and I'm going, was anybody being open-minded right now? You know, you're going to sit there and tell me I'm not being open-minded. But in fact, because I have a, have a truth for me, you know, what, where I find my truth is the Bible and I, and I'm going to stand on that, but you're not open to listening to me and what I have to say and where I gain my truth. So that created this whole question. I'm like, was anybody even listening to anybody? <laughs> um, and it's ironic too, right? Cause here we've started a podcast. We're going, Hey, we're going to get on this platform. Everybody listen to us. <laughs> we, we have something important to say. <laughs> um, but you know what? I'm 49 years old and I've listened to a lot of people for a long time. And you're a great listener. And it's gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, now it's time, you know, God speaking to me saying, now it's your time to use your voice. You've been listening for too long. But, <clears throat> you know, I. I think that it really, for me, it, it really matters like who we listen to. Right. You know, I was a hairstylist for 20 years. So my job was to listen. <laughs> I found out real quick <laughs> behind the chair that you get a lot further and you learn so much more from people when you just sit back and you just soak in and you just actually listen. Right. You know, they say that um, we spend about 70, 80% of our time um, communicating all day long. And 55% of that time is listening that we can hear actually 450 words um, a day. And what makes the difference on um, what we actually retain is, um, you know, people speak and it's whether or not our ears then send that message to our brain and we retain it. So, you know, that could just be in people's like, um, expressions on their faces. It could be an inflection in their voice. And um, there's different things that trigger each of us to actually retain that and have our brain just um, hang on to it. And so it's really important that we, you know, do listen to people. But I did recognize real quick, you know, you need to be firm in who you are. Because, you know, as a hairstylist, I saw so many different types of people in a day um, with different opinions, um, different principles, different values. And it's like, okay, you filter through, right? You filter through on taking what you can use for you and making you a better person. And, you know, I often there's a scripture in the Bible that I love and it says it's actually Proverbs 15 too. And it says words of wisdom come from the wise, but fools speak foolishness. So we want to surround ourselves around the wise, really. I mean, we want to level up. Um, we don't want to soak in um, and retain what the, what, what some people are saying to us. We just want to we want to really soak into the wise and um, wh wh whoever we, I guess, consider are the wise. But, um, you know, we just have to be careful of what outlets, um, what social media outlets that we're 
um, soaking in, like what goes in comes out, right? What goes into our brains comes out of our mouths. So we have to be really, really careful or comes out of maybe um, a reflection of what we then repost or what, you know, how we interact daily, um, what we listen to comes out. So it's like a bank deposit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I'm just sitting here and I'm, you know, listening to what you have to say. And I'm just thinking about what an overwhelming question this is for a lot of people. Like how you, how you gain truth in your life, right? You know, I think that's why a lot of people get so confused and don't know what their identity is because they don't know where to find truth at. And I think with the, you know, social media, with it uh, being at the forefront of everything and ever since its creation, you know, it's about speech. It's about, I want to be heard. I want to be heard. I want to be heard. And I just asked the question, I'm like, who's listening to you? Who's listening to anybody? And who should we listen to? Um, for us, that's an easy question to answer. But I think, you know, you look at the, what's going on in your communities, in your cities, in your states, the United States. Like there's just a lot of confusion and a lot of speech, a lot of loud noise. And I just sit here and I go is anybody even listening to you? I mean, you take any topic that's hot right now, abortion, transgenderism, inflation, you know, whatever it is, is anybody listening to anybody about any of this stuff? We've got split so politically, everything's become so political. You're either left wing, right wing, whatever it is. And it's like, how did we get to this point where our identity is in a political party and where we stand on the fence there, I think that's just ridiculous. Um, so, you know, if anything, I think what we're trying to accomplish here in this episode is like, come on, let's just do some thinking on our own and be careful who we're listening to. Um, because for me, you know, I, because of being a Christian and believing in the Bible, my, my views politically tend to be more conservative. They align biblically. Yeah. yeah. But I look at politics of the world and politicians and I'm just going, well, what are you doing? Like, nobody's talking about God. Nobody's talking about truth. Everybody's just screaming and yelling at each other. And honestly, I'm just disappointed on both sides of the fence. You know, you used to be able to get information from the news and now it's all about ger generating fear. You know, it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on. You know, CNN, NBC, ABC, Fox News, you know, whatever it is, to me, they're both just generating fear so they can create ratings and, and create advertising dollars and money and all that stuff which I get it. It's a business, but like, where are you supposed to go get your truth now? Right. So that's the question. Where do you find your truth? Right. For yeah. everyone out there, for everyone out there, where do you find <sighs> your truth? Where's the root of your truth coming from? And, 
you know, do you, how do you know it's the truth? Like, that's the question that we get asked all the time about the Bible. Well, how do you know it's the truth? You know, we have people that have debated that for many, many years. Well, when it boils right down to it, you know, history has proven itself with the Bible, but most importantly, our faith. Nobody can argue our faith. And, you know, the fact that um, people in history, like people that are journalists um, or um, scientists, we could go on and on. They've all studied um, whether the Bible was true or not. One of the movies and books is Case for Christ. They, they can't prove against it. I mean, but really what it boils down to for us is our faith and the obvious and faith that backs up the truth in the word. Well, that's just the thing, right? Is like, if you take the Bible and you apply its principles, it's proven. Yeah. Like people are winning at life who follow these principles, right? Like there's groundwork for it for thousands of years. And that's the most important thing, I think, when you start talking about this stuff. Yeah, there's a certain amount of faith because, you know, we're we're putting our life into a God that you can't see. And people go, well, how are you going to believe that? Well, that's where the faith part come in, comes in. But in terms of applying the principles of the Bible to your life, I mean, there's statistical data that, you know, these people are winning at life because of these principles. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I jumped on board with it is because I was losing at life. I was losing everywhere in my life, my personal life, you know, finances, everything. It was like a roller coaster. And then once I said, okay, this looks like something that has some truth to it. There's some baseline truth here that I can apply to my everyday life that's when I really started winning. Mm -hmm. Um, So the groundwork's already there. So, um, you know, it's interesting too, because, um, you know, I think it's when you're speaking with someone, you can just see the wheels turning. It's like, they're not even listening to you. They're already thinking about what they want to say and hurry up and get out of their mouths. Um, So they're not even listening to what you're saying in conversation. Right. You know, and to be able to just really sit there and listen to people and and not be reactionary. I think so many people going back to, you know, the political world and people um, of controversy today, it's like they're reactionary. It's like they're waiting for that moment to react yeah, or to get off their chest so quickly what has been running through their heads instead right. of actually listening to the person speaking in conversation with them. Yeah. That's how we learn about each other and where they're coming from. And we don't have to like what they say. Yeah. It might not be our truth. But just to respect people and to just to take a second and to listen to them. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that people are saying that I don't like right now. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all over the place. <laughs> oh, I can um, agree with that one. Um, but I'll, I mean, I'll at least sit and listen to them, but you know, you got to sit down with people. I mean, this is what's been lost with social media. I think is you're getting pictures, you're getting snippets of thoughts and everything. Like there's no dialogue there. So how am I supposed to know what somebody's really thinking just from one little 
post thing that they put on the internet. People are making assumptions about what that person is thinking. Right. Um, but I'm like, there's always more to the story, right? Like, yeah. Than what somebody just put on Instagram. Right. But I don't know. I, like, it's just confusing to me because, you know, people are listening to celebrities and people are listening to athletes and even worse, people are listening to politicians that right now, I don't know who, like, it's quite obvious they've, they're putting their own personal interests in front of everybody. I mean, every time I see Biden, I feel like I'm looking at a raisin in my bran flakes in the morning. <laughs> so what you're a, saying is don't believe everything you hear. Yeah. And I mean, and that like, to me, that goes both ways. Yeah. You know, when President Trump was in office for four years, there was things he was saying. I was just like, yeah, I don't know if I can get on board with that. Like, you know, I because I'm just living in a different lane than, I don't know. I don't know if it's half the people, a quarter of the people, what it is, what it is. But if you're not... <sighs> If you're not speaking to me in biblical truth to a certain degree and you're just way out in left field from what I know, then like I'm not going to agree with it just because I'm on your side of the political fence. Like people should stop doing that. Like don't just check the box, you know, and no, I think that's where research comes in, yeah. right? Like yeah. we can't just inst instantly just believe everything we see or hear, we have to then go and research it and, yeah. and put that work in on our own. Yeah. Don't rely on other people to research it. Like actually put the work in and research it. And it becomes really about thinking because even when you go and research now, it's like, how do you, how do you know what to believe is even written? Mm. Right. Yeah, that's good. Where are you getting it from? You know, newspapers, magazines, um, Wikipedia, like mm -hmm. your Google, like everybody goes to Google now. Well, the government says they're going to create a truth, well, you know, a whole department of the government now that's basically with the Ministry of Truth. Well, yeah, <laughs> basically, basically determine what is true. Oh boy! And it's like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> so unless the the person that's heading the department is a pastor. I'm probably not going to listen to that. And, <laughs> and I don't, I mean, let's, let's just be frank. I mean, be careful what pastors you listen to too. Uh, well, that's interesting. You bring that up really, because I mean, I don't know. That's something that's been on my heart lately for some reason, but you know, you even look at churches some a lot of churches can't even agree on what is true and not true and there's pe and there's some churches right now that are like you know what i just don't want to stir people up so we're just going to say we're good with it even though the bible doesn't back it up in any way right and really, I mean, it's, this, it's, this is part of our mission, right? Well, it's beyond progressive. Like that's, that's what, you know, they call a quote unquote progressive church, but I feel like it's almost beyond progressive. I mean, it's, 
It's pastors and this is not our pastors. Oh my gosh. Our pastors are incredible. Um, and just the pastors, the pastors of our we, church in Utah, San Diego and Iowa are incredible. Yeah. Um, so we're not speaking about them, but there are definitely, um, you know, pastors, ministers, priests out there that are just swaying again, the truth. And they're trying to just, um, make and justify the main population, secular population happy. They want to, they want to make them happy. And so they're swaying truth in order to do that. And they're, they're turning the Bible gray and, that's not what the people of the world are craving. Um, they're wanting something different than what the world can give them. And so pastors just need to stick to the Bible, man. They need to stick to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what this is all about, right? Like, you know, we're talking about this because we're going, okay, where does truth come from? Because I just look at people and they're going, well, this is my truth. And I hate I hate when people say that because look what's happened. Now you've got, you know, all these people in the world that are going, this is my truth. This is my truth. And we've kind of created like all this chaos right now. Right. Like, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's where it goes back to or what's the baseline of truth because who's right and who's wrong. And then you have people go, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so if you got two people <sighs> and they're, their so-called truth is opposite of each other. Are they both right? Are they both wrong? Is one right, one wrong? Like, who, who's basing this? Like, who's the determinant of truth? And, you know. So I guess mine is, it's Jesus's truth. Right. It's not my truth. Right. So pretty easy for you and I. Like, we're like. Yeah. It makes it real easy. That's where our identity is. Yes. And when you're not, when your identity isn't in Christ, what does it become in? It becomes in all these different things, right? And is that a firm foundation? If your identity is in money, oh, I got to have great success in all these piles of money. Well, money comes and goes, right? Is, it's not constant. Is your identity in, in education? In education. Is your identity that's ever changing? Is your identity in your sexual identity? You know, that's a big one right now. And apparently that's changing too. <laughs> is your identity in your oh. cultural background what your skin color is? You know, these things aren't firm foundations yeah. of things to stand on. Yeah, it's part of who you are, but that's not a foundation of your identity. No. Um. And that's why I said, like, when you come to a truth, well, and, and this is our truth, we believe it firmly. Yes, absolutely. We And we've realized over some time, when you do that, and you put your feet on that foundation, it is really, really firm. And it really puts everything in your life in perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the message here, I think, is like, what are you putting your feet on and is it solid? And who are you listening to? Yeah. Because this is, I mean, we're all individuals. We're all on a path. We're on a journey. 
to find truth. I mean, you really start looking at your life and who you are. Everybody's searching for something, right? Mm. So when I was young, you know. Not everybody. I mean, yeah, everybody generally speaking. But you say everybody and I think not us. I mean, I don't feel like we're searching. Well, I'm not searching anymore. But if we I don't look, have to search no longer. But if I look in my 20s and I start looking who I was in my 20s and through my 30s. Before, was, you, before you knew I Christ. was constantly searching for something. Oh, yeah. And there's many people. Out there and, like and you just, I could not find joy. Yeah. To the point where I spent the most of my life suicidal because of it. Because I didn't know what to stand on. So let me ask you this. What was your truth back then? How would you have answered that question? I wouldn't even know how to begin to answer that question. Really? Well, yeah. When I look I mean, back, you're pretty sharp. When I look back at it now, I'm going, this is the whole problem. Why, like, I was just lost for how many years because I didn't know where to put, you know, I didn't know what foundation to stand on. For a while, I thought it was my job. Oh, if I go work my tail off, which I did, and it kind of created problems in er other areas of my life because I was spending hours and hours at a job trying to work my way up the corporate ladder, which I also did. Like I found success, you know, what people would say is success in the corporate world. But, you know, the rest, I'm just running around going, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. There's got to be more. And I know you'll have people that'll say, well, maybe you just weren't in the right job or whatever. And it's like, no, that's not what it was. Like, I thought if I succeeded and I had all this money coming in, that it would allow me to purchase things that would create happiness in my life, which it created momentary happiness, but there was no joy in my life. I didn't need that was non-existent for me. I had fun. I had momentary things of happiness, but there was no joy in my life. Yeah. So like going back to our topic, you know, did you hear something or did you talk to someone that introduced you to your firm foundation to, to God? Oh, no. <laughs> that, so that was my own finding, which is probably why it didn't happen until I was 42 years old or whatever it was. Right. Um, but God spoke to you. Yeah. And you heard him. Yeah. And basically it was just a, a leap of faith. Like, okay, what I'm doing right now doesn't work. And what is a baseline of truth? Yeah. It always goes back. It always went back to that. Like, What's right and what's wrong? Who's determining this? Right. So I love that because you broke your own pride down in that moment. And you said, things aren't working as of right now, like in life. So I'm going to break off the pride that I carry. And I'm just going to say, hey, I need to find that firm foundation. I need to find that truth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't even break, break it down. I wasn't like, it got force fed to me. <laughs> but like, I just felt like I was at the bottom of the barrel going, where do I go? Yeah. And then God steps in. I'm like, well, let's see what this does. Because that's what I was doing in every, like, every, you know, moment in my life. That's what I was doing. 
all right, this is not working. Let's try something else. This is not working. Let's try something else. And nothing ever worked. Finally, something worked. Like now I've got this firm foundation of Christ under my feet. And now I have my identity in that I found joy. Like I'm just like, it's like somebody flipped a light switch all of a sudden. I love it. Spark of joy. You know that you're bringing up something too in regards to when we say um, hearing the voice or listening, you know, we're just having a conversation about, you know, we, many of us that do believe in God, our followers, we spend a lot of time praying and, you know, in prayer, I had to learn this in my own prayer walk, my own quiet time um, with God. If you um, look up Matthew 6, 6, it says, spend some quiet time behind closed doors with God pretty much. And so, you know, I had to learn that I couldn't just do all the talking when I was praying. Like in the beginning, I just wanted to talk and talk and talk and ask, right? Right. Ask and require God to, you know, show up to give me this or give me that. Well, that's not what our relationship with Christ is in prayer. It's about listening to him too, right? Mm. We just need to sit and rest in him and listen to him, ask him questions, and then sit and exercise listening. And that's when we begin to hear God's voice is, and it doesn't matter if it's in your room, your car, you could be out at a park, um, you could be running on the trail, anywhere really, but it's just exercising listening to him and hearing his voice because that's when the true relationship with God happens is when we can do that, when we can truly hear him, just like when we hear people. Right. I think that's where the power comes in. Right. Yeah. And it's a definite turning point when you learn how to listen to God instead of just requesting things from him constantly. Cause I think that's what we have a tendency to do. Right. Is God, I need this. God, help me with this. God, God, do well, this for me. We almost like go to him like we do our earthly parents. Right. Like when we were kids and, oh, this is what we need. Okay. I need this. I need, well, it's a two-way relationship. Right. 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 We have to also show him we love him and show him that he can trust us. Yeah. But I think that's when the power gets turned on though, right? Right. When you start to listen. Because when he knows that you're listening, now you're, you're passing that on to other people, right? Because he works through you yes. to get to other people. And that's when the, to me, the power gets turned on. Yes. But, but it goes back. It's like, stop talking, listen, you know? Yeah. Um, which is the basis of this whole conversation. And when I, going back to my hairstyling days, you know, the people that I really chose to soak in and really chose to listen to and not just tune out were actually the men and women um, that they did have faith and they were very successful entrepreneurs um, or successful in their career paths. Or maybe they were just like so spectacular as parents. Like I was raising a daughter at the time and they were phenomenal parents and just really latched on to, okay, faith is priority for me. Um, 
my business was priority to me because um, most of my career I rented or owned my own salon, uh, rented a chair, owned my own salon. And then being a parent was so priority to me, being a great parent, not just a mediocre parent. Yeah. And so I latched on to those mentors or those people that were in my chair and I retained them as clients. So every time they sat in my chair, it was an opportunity to learn from them. So I was ready to listen to them. I was ready to learn and ready to soak in. Right. And we need to find those people yes. that are healthy in life, you know, mentors, disciplers, people that we can level, that can level us up and encourage us and just kind of guide us. Yeah. No. That's a great point though, because if you look at social media, um, people are going there to try to be heard, which is millions upon millions of people, right? Like, here you go, millions of people listen to me, the one little person sitting in Iowa right now. And who hears that? No one. What really needs to happen is you need to think smaller scale. You know, you need to put people around you in your community, you know, in your in your circle. You need to create a circle of people who you can trust and you build on that. It's not about being heard by all these people. Um because that's where you'll find your truth, right? Like in small groups to people that are just willing to stop and listen. Um, because like I said earlier, like it's, it's just noise out there right now. Mm -hmm. It's just noise. And I've turned it off. I, I'm like, I'm not on social media. I sort of am now because of what we're doing well, right you, now. Yeah, you're meant to be on social media. I mean, God's really called you to be on social media and yeah, podcasting but just it, for documentation re reasons, but, really. But I don't really read it much. I don't watch the news. I read a little bit of news. But I really dig into the people that are important to me around me who are speaking into my life, um, sharpening my iron, and who are getting me into new levels. And, you know, that's the thing is like, everybody's saying stuff and people are getting angry. And I think this is a point that needs to be made. If you're getting offended or if you're getting angry about what some somebody's saying, where is that coming from? Yeah, what's the root of that? Where is that coming from? Right. Take a, take a deep look at that because, you know... I always tell people, I'm like, I can't be offended. You can say anything about me. You're, you'll never offend me. And the reason that is, is because I know who I am and what my identity is mm -hmm. and where it stands. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting angry and you're getting offended, maybe you should take a, take a little deeper look at that. Right. Because it's more about the person that's getting offended than the person that is offending to them. Right. Right. Like... If you're getting offended, it's you, man. You need to look inside your soul and go, why am I getting so offended at this? Yeah, it's easy to point the figure at the other person and say, you said this. But it's like I said, people say stuff to me all the time and it's like water off a duck's back. Like, I don't even care. Right. You can and, say whatever you want honestly, to honestly, is it going to matter at the end of the day? At no. the end of the week? At the end of the year? No. Like, and this really. is where it comes becomes important is like, stop worrying about all the likes and stuff and start worrying about the people that are around you, your families, your friends, the people in your community. 
real authentic relationships. You know, grassroots is where you make the most impact. I think you got people that want to be influencers and all these things and they're looking bigger scale, which is fine. But you got to start at the grassroots part of it, you know, in your neighborhood, in your community, in your church, at the school boards, the local elections, these things, this is where you're going to make the most impact. Well, and then what's your intent, right? What's the intent of the heart? What's the motive? Are you are you speaking or trying to put your voice out there for you, for your glory? Or is it because you truly have an intent and a heart to make a difference, to change people? Are you truly having a heart to serve people and love people, yeah. right? Like, what's the intent there? Like, if you just want the limelight, and you're speaking and your motives are just like me, 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 I need to be heard. Um, I'm right. You're wrong. Then you're like beating your head on a door. You're not going to get anywhere. Like, and it goes back to that expression of find your happiness. You know, it's not just, it's not about you. You want to know the secret sauce. It's not about money. It's not about things you're going to purchase. It's not about looking solely at you. When you start looking at other people and what you can do in other people's lives, yeah, there's where you'll find the joy. Boom. That's truth. I think that's a good place to end, actually. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's the end of this episode. I'm getting ready to go to Utah, actually. Crazy. We just left there. I got, I got a few days left of training. I'm going right back there. Um, It's funny because the company we started with actually has a partnership with a gentleman that lives out there in Ogden. So we're running a piece of equipment to him. And so I got a few days to do that. And then I come back and our truck will be ready. Yeah, we need to think of a name for our truck. Yeah. So if any of you have any good names she is blood red because she is covered by jesus's blood to keep us safe out on the road but we need a good name for her we keep saying our new truck our new truck but we need a name so if you have any good names so where could they put that name so you can actually email us at matt and jess at on the radical you can email us there or you can DM me um, on Instagram or Facebook. Instagram and Facebook are at The Radical Road. So you could you could find us. Our website's coming out soon. So you could always contact us on the contact page uh, on the website as well. So, and that's on theradicalroad.com. All right, awesome. I'm gonna go hit the road, people. We'll see you next time. Talk to you later.